today on Adventures in Faith with Jerry Savelle. When the fullness of the blessing of the gospel, the anointing, is present, then yokes are destroyed. Burdens are removed. Once it is received, then it enables you to live in the fullness of what God has planned for you. And that's my prayer today, that the anointing of God will flow freely in this church as never before, and strongholds will be broken in every service. In the name of Jesus. time in South Africa back in the 80s when I first started going to South Africa. Ray McCauley, the pastor of Rama Bible Church in South Africa, and he and I became very close friends. I met him when he was a student at Rama Bible College in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And uh, he came to Fort Worth to meet me and said he was going back after he graduated to Joburg and began a church. And he said, and once we get it started, I'd love for you to come. And so about 1981, we went for the first time to Joburg. And the, the meetings were so powerful. Every time I went, it just kept growing. Ray was a pastor doing the work of an evangelist. Every service. I don't care what Ray preached, people get saved. Now, I'm not talking one or two. I'm talking about hundreds of people get saved. And uh, we had some of the greatest manifestations of the power of God in those meetings. And, and it kept growing. And he finally had to go to a, 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 a grounds in a fairground, a, a building in a fairground, a pavilion in a fairground to hold all the people. Tens of thousands of people would show up. And the miracles were unceasing. I mean, sometimes you just stand up and say a few words and and the power of God would begin to flow. One night, uh, the Lord said, don't, don't, don't take your Bible and your notebook to the podium tonight. I said, why would I not want to do that? I said, I, I got a good sermon I worked on today. He said, uh, you can preach it to yourself later. So I left my Bible and my notebook there on the, on the chair, went up there, and he said, Tell the miracles will spring out of praise tonight. So that's what I told him. And so I, I, I said, I, I only quoted Psalm 150 about let them praise him on the string instruments and so forth. And I, and I turned to everybody that was playing a string instrument. I said, praise him on the string instruments. And they started doing it. Man, the power of God hit the place. I said, Praise him on the loud sounding cymbals. And they, they started praising him on the loud sounding cymbals and the power of God spread all over the place. And there was a guy standing over next to these bongo drums. And I said, praise him on the bongos. And he just looked at me. I said, praise him on the bongos. He just looked at me. I said, did you hear me? Praise him on the bongos. So he, he never played them before in his life. He was just standing by them. All of a sudden, man, the power of God, come on. woo, man. You never heard bongos played like that in your life. I didn't know it. I thought he played them. He was standing by them. 
He was just, he was just an usher standing up there watching all this. And when he did that, they had brought a woman in on an, in an ambulance and had her on a cot and tubes hooked up to her. She tore all that off and took off running around the auditorium, completely healed, praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Why do those things cease? I came into the ministry seeing signs, wonders, and miracles. I'm just a, I'm just an ex-pain body man. Never went to seminary, never had any formal training. I just, I just read the book of Acts. I read the 16th chapter of the book of Mark. And these signs shall follow them that believe. I said, well, I'm a believer. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Well, that ought to be happening to me. That ought to be happening with me. And I, I, I heard somebody talk about an amplified Bible. They just come out. So I went to the Christian bookstore there in Shreveport and I asked the guy, a young man who was a seminary student, and he said, uh, I said, do you have that amplified Bible in stock? He said, yes. And he took me over to him and uh, he stood over my shoulder and I flipped over to the 16th chapter of Mark. I wanted to see how it read in the amplified. And he said, I wouldn't read that if I were you. I said, what? He said, that verse you're looking at. I said, why not? He said, it's not in the original manuscripts. I said, does God know this? <laughs> I said, somebody needs to tell God because I'm laying hands on the sick and they're recovering. And if God's not doing it, who is it? He said, really, you're doing that? I said, every day. His religious spirit was preventing him from experiencing what God wanted him to experience. Jesus said to the religious people of his day, your traditions are making the commandments of God of no effect. Don't let religious tradition keep us from experiencing a great move of God. Hallelujah. 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 Now, if you got a religious spirit and you want this church to be religious, you're in the wrong place. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. hallelujah. So, often when there's a great move of God, preachers tend to get flashy, dramatic. We were in a great move of God in South Africa and there was one minister that had been invited to come and the man was a wonderful, wonderful man of God. Miracles followed him. I'm telling you some of the, some of the one, most wonderful miracles I had seen. But I watched as the services progressed. We're there for a week, but as the services progressed, I watched him get flashy and try to create a circus atmosphere. I remember him, you remember a, a, a TV program that, I don't know what the name of it was, but there was a, a heavyset uh, young black gentleman and he would, he would say, hey, 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 
Remember that? What was that? Okay. Yeah. Well, this preacher, you know, got to imitating that. And he'd walk across the platform, hey, 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 hey. And a, a miracle would hey, hey, hey. And it just grieved my spirit. So after the service that night, we were in the back room and I said, called his name. And he'd not been in the ministry as long as I had at that time. And I said, uh, there is such a powerful anointing on you. I saw miracles in these last few days that were just astounding. I said, but don't, don't create a circus atmosphere with it. Well, he didn't take that well. He just ignored me. The next night he got even more flashy. Well, if I called his name, you might have heard it, but you don't hear anything about him anymore. You might have heard it at one time, but you don't hear anything about him anymore. Flashy and dramatic. Now, God's dramatic. When you can fling a universe with just one word or three words, two words, light be. That's, that's dramatic. But he's not flashy. Amen? Are you still here? We're not going to allow flashy and dramatic in this church. We're going to allow the Spirit of God to do what he wants to do, but we're going to see to it that he feels welcome and comfortable here. Amen. That's what people need is the presence of the Holy Spirit in every service. Can you say amen? amen? Now let's go to the book of Romans for a moment. Romans chapter 15. Are you receiving today? Yes. Romans chapter 15. Sometimes uh, you just have to step in under the apostolic anointing that I have and clear the air. Look at verse 29. And I am sure that when I come unto you, I shall come in the fullness of the blessing of the gospel of Christ. I am sure that when I come unto you, I shall come in the fullness of the blessing of the gospel of Christ. The fullness of the blessing. Everybody say that. The fullness of the blessing. Now, that sounds like to me maximum, highest level attainable. But it's more when we, when we keep this in, in its context, it's more than just maximum prosperity, maximum, you know, blessings coming in, going out in the city, in the field. It's talking about coming. He, he, he wanted to come to the church in Rome in the fullness of the blessing, referring to the anointing. The anointing. In the fullness of the anointing. Amen. The NIV says, in the full measure of the blessing of Christ. One commentary says, I desire to come furnished with the fullness of the blessing of Christ. Furnished with it. Fullness means complete, 
Nothing is wanted. Satisfaction to the full. I'd call that maximum. Highest level attainable, wouldn't you? Obviously, in this verse, he's referring to the blessing of the anointing. Operating under the anointing of God is a tremendous blessing. It's, there's nothing compares to it. I've experienced the anointing throughout my ministry. In those early days, we had miracles in the streets. We had people healed. A Catholic priest came to my house one time and said, I hear you speak in tongues and you pray for the sick. Now I'm about six months old in the Lord. I said, yes, sir, I do. He said, is that for everybody? I said, yes, sir, it is. He said, can I have it? I said, yes, sir, you can. He said, how do I get it? I said, I'll pray and lead you in prayer. He got down on his knees in front of me, a Catholic priest, got down on his knees in front of me in my living room. And I, I led him in a prayer. Jesus said, if anyone asks for the Holy Spirit, he shall receive. So I led him in the prayer to ask to receive the Holy Spirit just like on the day of Pentecost. I mean, just like that. He began to speak in tongues and, and worship God. And I laid hands on him again and I said, and Lord calls the, the signs that follow believers to happen in his ministry. That Catholic priest left my house and the next Sunday he was praying for people to receive the Holy Ghost in mass and he was praying for the sick in mass and they were receiving the Holy Ghost and people were getting healed, praise God. Amen. It seemed like it was easy to experience miracles. Drug addicts were coming to our house to get delivered. They'd heard about what was happening in the streets. Little did I know one of the biggest drug pushers in our city lived on our street. a guy that pastors a cowboy church in Shreveport today and has been for many years now. They brought him to my house, stoned, absolutely stoned. I don't know that he even knew he was at my house. They brought him there. And his parents were Pentecostal people that went to Carolyn's church. And he was a backslidden Pentecostal boy. And I laid hands on him, cast those devils out, and the power of God picked him up, threw him in the corner of my room, and he slid down on the floor, praying in tongues when he got, when he, when he got up. And today, he pastors a cowboy church in Shreveport, Louisiana. Brother Copeland asked me to join him in Jacksonville Beach, Florida, before I had moved here. We went to Jacksonville Beach, Florida, and and uh, Brother Copeland was preaching three services a day. And in between each service, I'd hit the beach witnessing. And I'd ask people in the services, anybody want to learn how to pray for deliverance of drug addicts and prostitutes and, and people that live in the street? If you do, stay over after Brother Copeland gets through and I'll spend about 25 minutes with you. And then we'll go put to work what we learned in here. And we, we hit the beach. In about five days, I had won, and the small group that was with me, 150 people to Christ on the beach. 
And some of them are pastoring churches in Florida right now, praise God. I've preached in some of their churches. It was easy to have miracles. I said it was easy to have miracles. Why don't we see more miracles today? Because people don't expect them. Some people are just satisfied with three points and a poem. Not me. I, I like the prayer that I heard Lester Summerall pray when I first met Brother Summerall. He said, I prayed, God, don't let me miss one move or one awakening or one revival in my lifetime. I don't want to miss one. I don't either. Anybody else have, want to pray that prayer? Praise God. I don't want to miss not one of them. Now, once again, I long to, uh, uh, when I come to you, I shall come in the fullness of the blessing of the anointing of God. Now, in chapter one, he says, in verse 11, for I long to see you that I may impart unto you some spiritual gift to the end ye may be established. That spiritual gift in particular was the anointing of God. He said, when I come to you, this is my desire. I want to impart something into you because I plan on coming in the fullness of the blessing of the anointing of God. And you can see throughout the book of Acts where that anointing on Paul's life, the Bible says in God wrought special miracles by the hands of Paul. Amen. Everywhere he went, you think you're reading about Jesus. The miracles, the signs and the wonders. And here he says to the church in Rome, when I come to you, I'm coming with the purpose of depositing something into you and I'm coming in the fullness of the blessing of the anointing of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's pray right now. God, God. say it out loud. God, God. we desire desire the fullness of the blessing of the the anointing of God God. that comes from the preaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ. So we preach the gospel of Jesus Christ in this service, in these meetings, in this church. So why shouldn't we see the anointing? Amen. Now, when I, when I first started, I laid hands on people after every service. I didn't close the service without laying hands on people. And we had miracles everywhere we went. But over a period of time, the spiritual climate began to change. If you ask, of course you can't do that now, but if you were to ask Catherine Kuhlman when she was still living, why do people have miracles in your services? And the answer would be, they expect it. Busloads of people would come from all over the country. I got to be in one of her meetings in Dallas back in the early days. And people came from everywhere. And the excitement, the electricity that was in the air, so to speak. People came expecting. She didn't have to preach long services, long messages. She, she, she welcomed the Holy Spirit in the place. And people came expecting to see demonstrations of the Spirit. 
Most people don't come to church that way today. They're happy with just a positive message, an inspiring message. And I hope you don't keep us too long because the Baptists will beat us to the cafeteria. <laughs> what are we going to do when a service goes all day? I have, I have preached at Rodney Howard Brown's church a couple of times over the last several months. They are in their 900 and something day of services. And the place is packed out every night. I wonder if people would come every night if a move of God broke out here. Well, we're going to find out. I said, we're going to find out. Hallelujah. Look at somebody say, I'm ready, praise God. Amen. So we're talking about the maximum, but in the form of the blessing, the fullness of the blessing of the gospel of Jesus Christ. When the fullness of the blessing of the gospel, the anointing, is present, then yokes are destroyed. Burdens are removed. Once it is received, then it enables you to live in the fullness of what God has planned for you. And that's my prayer today, that the anointing of God will flow freely in this church as never before and strongholds will be broken in every service in the name of Jesus. That God's people can enjoy all that he has prepared for them without pain, without, without heavy burdens, without oppression. That the joy of the Lord will, will fill the place. People, people have joy when they cut out of their car, have joy walking in, in, in the service. And it just spreads like wildfire. Fire. Because the Bible says, in his presence is fullness of joy. Got to be joy in the church. There was a, a, a man called me one time who was presiding over this uh, denominational convention and said, we'd like for you to come and be one of our speakers at our convention. He told me who he was and it was not a, you know, charismatic group. And he said, uh, we, we have heard some of your messages. We read one of your books. If Satan can't steal your joy, he can't keep your goods. I said, uh, well, I'd be happy to come. He said, now, I want you to come, but I want you to teach on this new thing that's happening among some of God's people. I said, what new thing is that? He said, joy. He said, this phenomenon called joy. This strange thing that is happening. People, Christians are having joy. I said, sir, it's strange to me when Christians don't have joy. Amen. Isn't that amazing? This strange thing. Christians have joy. 
They ought to have joy. If they don't have joy, then that tells me they're not in his presence very much. Because in the presence of God, there's fullness of joy. I said in the presence of God, there is fullness of joy. In the presence of God, there is fullness of joy. In the presence of God, there is fullness of joy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We welcome his presence. Amen. Let's just lift our hands right now and praise him. Praise him unashamedly. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Danny, I think you need to come back up here and, and lead us in some praise. Come on. Praise him unashamedly. Praise him unashamedly. Stand up and do it. Stand up and do it. Put everything down in your seat. Stand up and praise the Lord unashamedly. Don't wait on anybody else. Praise the Lord. Do you know the biblical keys that unlock maximum living? Are you helping or hindering God's best from manifesting in your life? Today's special offer, the Keys to Maximum Living Package, contains Jerry Savelle's mini book, Man's Crown of Glory, his inspiring book, How God Supplies Your Every Need, and his eye-opening four-part audio series, What's Stopping Your Miracle? Learn to operate in the principles that will revolutionize your thinking and cause you to experience God's best for your life. In this package, Jerry reveals the link between lifestyle and blessing, how to become seed-minded, how to overcome any need, and your God-giving status and role in life. Don't delay. Call or go online now to jerrysavelle.org and request your copy of the Keys to Maximum Living special package. Open your heart and ready yourself to walk in the abundant life God has called you to. Thank you so very much for watching our broadcast again today. It's been a joy and an honor to be able to share these principles with you that I've learned that will cause you to live the maximum lifestyle. Now, we're going to begin brand new series next week, so be sure to join with us. And let me remind you before we leave the air of our special resource package today. This will be the last time we offer this particular package. Number one, my book on how God supplies your every need. As I previously mentioned on some of the other broadcasts, one of the things in, we talk about in this book is how to become seed-minded instead of need-minded. That's a lesson God taught me many years ago, and I'm telling you, it has been invaluable. How God supplies your every need. Become seed-minded and not need-minded. And then my book entitled Man's Crown of Glory, A Revelation of Your Authority. You don't have to allow the devil to steal from you. You don't have to allow him to prevent you from experiencing your harvest on your giving, and you don't have to allow him to keep you from living the maximum lifestyle, but you have to learn to walk in the authority and dominion that God has given you. This is a really small book. You can read it probably on your lunch hour. And then one more resource, four CDs entitled, What's Stopping Your Miracle? You need to get a hold of this because a lot of people, they're doing things that they don't realize are preventing their miracles. I won't have time to expound upon those, but they're all in this series. So place your order right away while it's fresh on your mind. Go to jerrysavelle.org or look on the screen right now. All the ordering information is there. 
Place your order right away while it's fresh on your mind, and we'll get them to you just as soon as possible. Join me again next week for some brand new lessons. Until then, remember, your faith will overcome the world.